Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about new movies that I've already seen. And in Top 007 session, I'm going to talk about new faces on the chart because most of them are new faces. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Abang Adi, Abang and Adi are undocumented orphans in Malaysia. While the older brother, a deaf mute, has resigned himself to a life of poverty, his younger sibling burns with indignation. A brutal accident upsets their relationship's fragile balance. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Malaysian movie. I'm afraid that it's not going to be released in the U.S. anytime soon, but it got seven nominations at the Golden Horse Awards and won the Best Leading Actor just over last weekend. So if you happen to be in Taiwan or you have the chance to watch it, don't miss it. It's definitely worth watching. The most significant thing about this movie is that it's just the director's first time to make a feature film. He hopes to talk about people who live in Malaysia but lose their identities. They don't belong to this country. They don't belong to this land. But at the same time, they're not able to leave this country. Not able to leave this land. These kids, well, the protagonists in the movie are not kids anymore. But when they were little, they were orphans, and that's what they felt for their future. These kids know nothing, see nothing for their future, because everything, all the social welfare that requires identity, they're not qualified for any of them. They're just like ghosts or spirits that live among the society. So the director hopes that through Abang Adik, the public can know more about. The marginalized groups in the whole world, not just in Malaysia. The actor who won the Best Leading Actor award, Kang Renwu, is a Taiwanese. He did a lot of preparation work before filming this movie. For example, because his character is a deaf mute, he learned how to do sign language before he went to Malaysia. However, Taiwanese sign language is different from Malaysian sign language. So when he got to Malaysia, he needed to start all over. But I have to say, there are things that even if you don't understand sign language, well, I understand sign language. But as I said, Malaysian sign language is different from Taiwanese sign language. I could still feel what he's trying to say even without the subtitles. And that's really touching. So if you have the chance, I highly recommend you to watch Abang Adi. Now let's move on to the second new movie that I also have seen, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Charlie was bullied really and largely friendless in middle school summer, for being a shy bookworm. The same which he vows not to happen I as really he enters his freshman well. year in high school. 
although he will have to navigate those hallways on his own, as who was his only true friend Michael, committed suicide just before the summer. Charlie's year does not start well as the only person whom he seems to connect with is his advanced English teacher, Mr. Anderson, who can see that Charlie is the one person in the class who truly does enjoy literature for literature's sake and not just as a means to a good grade. However, Charlie is eventually befriended by some seniors, stepbrother and sister Patrick and Sam, and their small group of friends, Mary Elizabeth, Alice and Bob, who all consider themselves misfits. Even with this exception group, Charlie admits he still doesn't know how to act around people, a misstep which could threaten those friendships. If a misstep is to occur, it probably would concern his growing attraction for Sam, who is dating a college student named Fred. All Charlie does know is that he's blacked out, letters he writes to his friend, and specific flashbacks, his conscious and subconscious coping mechanisms have lessened the more he has spent time with these friends. But he may not be able to escape fully his past, specifically issues about who he considered the person he loved most in the world before meeting Sam, namely his now-deceased Aunt Taylor. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. I didn't think anyone knew. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is actually not a new one. It's a classic re-release. It was released in 2012. I remember I went to watch it in the theater in 2012 because it was one of the first movies that Emma Watson filmed after 10 years of being Hermione in Harry Potter series. This is the movie she made with Logan Lerman. In the introduction, we heard that they are misfits, but actually... They are a different kind of, I would say, a different kind of rebellious, popular kids in the U.S. high school. This is the kind of young adult film that we say, and it hasn't been popular for a while, but I personally love young adult film very much. The Perks of Being a Wallflower is adapted from the bestseller novel of the same name. My book club read this book. I forget when, like a few years ago. It's actually not a difficult book because it talks about high school life. So it's meant to be read by middle school or high school kids. So the vocabulary isn't too difficult. And what it talks about is related to school life. And the core values in the book are pretty deep. It's about life, love, friendship. So when it was adapted into a movie, everyone was looking forward to it. From the introduction, we learned that Charlie's best friend in middle school passed away and his aunt passed away as well. So the way he copes with his, I wouldn't say depression, Maybe he has it, maybe he doesn't have it, but definitely his depressed condition is that he will write letters to dear friends. I think it's kind of like his diary. So through his letters, audience gets to know more about him. Thankfully, he makes friends with Sam, 
Emma Watson's character, who gives him a lot of support and help. I would say it's a very touching and warm story. If you haven't seen the movie, you can grab this chance to watch it in the theater. And even if you've already seen it, it won't hurt if you go watch it once again. Before we move on to Top 007, which is full of new faces, let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3 was The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Top 2, Taylor Swift, The Eros Tour. And top 1 was The Marvels. Actually, aside from these three movies, all the others are new. So let's check out top 7 to top 4. Top 7 is I decide what everyone deserves. So Top 6 Taylor Swift, The Ewok Pool. This has been the most extraordinary. Top 5 Thanksgiving. <laughs> top 4 Trolls Band Together. Stop the wedding! I'm John Dory. We have two top sevens this week, so it's a little bit crowded. But anyway, aside from Taylor Swift, The Eros Tour, all the other four movies are new on the chart. So let's go through all of them a bit. First one, Big. It's a Taiwanese movie. The story's about the world of children with cancer. So even when I saw the trailer, I feel that the story is super interesting. I don't dare to watch it. I think I'm going to cry like a baby. It's definitely like that. Second top 7, Wish. It's released in the US. It hasn't been released in Taiwan yet. I was looking forward to it very badly because it's dubbed by Chris Pine. But I don't know why. It's not critically acclaimed so far, even though it's the 100-year anniversary work by Disney. Top 5, Thanksgiving. It's a horror movie. It was released before Thanksgiving in the US and in Taiwan. Taiwan doesn't really do Thanksgiving a lot, so it basically received its box office in North America. The reason why the director wanted to make this movie is that he thinks there are horror movies with all kinds of holidays, but not Thanksgiving, so he had to make one. And now we have one. Last but not least, top 4, Trolls Band Together. Again, it hasn't been released in Taiwan yet, but it was released in the US. It's the third episode of Trolls series. I think it's a very interesting series because I don't think they have a lot of commercials, but here they are, the third episode. So their fan base is pretty big. If you are a fan of Trolls, don't forget to watch Trolls Band together. And it's time for us to move on to top 3 to top 1. Top 3, The Marvels. This is just the beginning. Top 2, Napoleon. Rated R. Top 1, The Hunger Games. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The Hunger Games, they're to punish the districts. Those tributes don't have a choice. 
Wow, the Marvels and the Hunger Games have switched seats, and Napoleon is the only new face on this side of the chart this week. So of course, it's the one we're going to talk about today. First of all, the award-winning director Ridley Scott has been preparing for it for a long time. You have to know that Ridley Scott is already 85 years old, so for him. Filming movies is not just about movies, but a competition between him and the time. Well, it sounds like I'm saying director is going to die. No, not yet. He's still pretty healthy, but it means that he can't spend too much time just preparing for one work like he would do before. That's something. And he will probably only shoot movies that he really wants to shoot. For example, he was impressed by Napoleon when he was little, and he always wanted to make a film about him. I remember he said that when he went to France when he was little, he learned about the historical figure, and he's so interested in him. But the director not only wanted to present Napoleon's significant military achievements and all the fame he had to the audience, but to dig into the complicated inner world of this emperor, or we should say general, that had many different facades. Although the title of the movie is called Napoleon, it's pretty direct. Something that's worth anticipating is how the crew constructed Josephine, Napoleon's wife. The actress who played Josephine was Vanessa Kirby. She found a lot of information on her own, and she did research on her own. For her. Portraying a female character that people are not familiar with could possibly lead to super cool character and life because there are a lot of resources related to Napoleon out there. However, not with Josephine, but it doesn't mean that playing Josephine is much easier than playing Napoleon because Josephine has this. Feeling that she doesn't know much about the world, she's pretty direct and she's a little bit fragile. So it's a pretty unique and challenging character. And when Vanessa Kirby was doing the research, no matter she was reading firsthand information or thirdhand historical records, stories, testimonies. Or the letters she exchanged with Napoleon. Everything about her was totally different. It's really difficult for Vanessa Kirby to construct the character. So it will be interesting to see the results. And that concludes today's show. Hope you like all the movies I introduced today. And remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.